Welcome to Spiritual Shit You Need to Know, a lifestyle podcast for millennial women, light workers, and spiritual badasses who are waking up, ready to tap into their powers, and own it like a true boss. I'm your host, Regis Cowan, spiritual entrepreneur and life coach, and my passion is helping women like you get out of your own way and step your mindset game up. Are you a spiritual woman who's questioning her life, wanting more meaning and purpose, and you're ready to live your most amazing life? Then this is the place for you. Your time is now. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, let's talk about the art of allowing. I'm actually reading um, one of the Abraham Hicks books because I love their series and I love everything that has to do with law of attraction and manifesting. And so it's always good to have some reading material on hand just to kind of prime your mind and keep things going and keep your vibrations high. Um, You know, even though I feel like I'm a teacher, I'm always a student. So I got to keep my vibes high too, y'all. So I'm always reading something that has to do with law of attraction, manifesting and just mindset in general. So anyway, The Art of Allowing, and the book I'm reading is actually called um, The Art of Deliberate Intention, I believe that's correct, um, by Abraham Hicks, and it's all about allowing. And I thought about this even before I started reading the book, because again, I have people in my circle who I think about when I think about allowing or letting things happen or letting things flow. So I wanted to talk to you about how to do that and what it looks like when you're not doing it. And, you know, when things don't go your way and you try to make shit happen and it doesn't work. So why making shit doesn't work? Okay, some people will disagree and say that, you know, I make shit happen and this is what I do. And that's just who I am. Right. That's how my life has gotten to the point of where I am today. And partly that does work to a certain extent, but there's a lot of resistance. There's a lot of um, struggle. There's a lot of hustle. And if y'all are like me, I do not want to do the struggle. I don't want to do the hustle. I want to be in flow. I want shit to just move the way it needs to move without me feeling shitty along the way. You know what I'm saying? I want to have a smooth journey. So I got my notes here because I don't want to forget anything that I need to talk about with you today. Um, so yeah, let's talk about not making shit happen because most of the time when you try to make something happen, it doesn't work. Let's say it doesn't work the way you wanted it to, right? It's like saying, you know, I want this, I want this and being impatient and telling God that you need it right now. And this is how you got to have it, right? Well, eventually if you keep asking for something and asking and asking, God in the universe will answer your desire And they will answer it the way they want to answer it, not in divine timing, not in um, a perfect way. So, yeah, if you're demanding something right now, if you're demanding that you need a job right, right now, I don't care how I get it. I just need to make some money. Oh, okay. well, you about to get a job. All right. It might not be what you wanted. But it's a job and it's going to make you some money. But you might be miserable in the process. Or if you say, I need a man right, right now. I need my soulmate right now. I can't wait for him. Y'all need to give him to me right now. Well, you might get your soulmate. And even though that soulmate may not be technically compatible or ready for you right now in this moment, because maybe he's got shit that he's going through and he needs to work out and get his mind right and get his vibration right. But because your impatient ass wants it right now, this is a story that I got out of that book too, y'all. It really happened to a lady. (laughs) But because your ass is impatient and you want it right right now, the universe goes, fine, we'll deliver it to you. Here you go. 
And so in the story, of course, she got her soulmate. They met, you know, she was, you know, glad to be with him at first. And then she realized all the baggage he had, all the shit he hadn't worked through and how much of the relationship she had to carry him through. Now, was that technically her soulmate? Yeah, it was. But they had a lot of shit they had to go through. And for me, I just don't want to go through that no more. I'm too old. I ain't that old. But I feel like I'm old. I'm an old soul. I'm too old to just be dealing with dumb shit, right? I just don't have the energy for it, especially when I know there's a better way. When I know that I don't have to force things and I don't have to try to make shit happen. Like, I just need to learn how to be patient. Like, sit your ass down and go with the flow and trust that the universe has your back and things will fall into place as they need to. Now, do we all get a little impatient sometimes or sometimes you start questioning Yeah, that's normal. That's being a human. You're going to question things. Things are going to come up. But when you notice yourself going that route or when your mind starts to shift, you have to stop yourself in your tracks and be like, okay, you know what? I'm about to go down this road. I'm about to go down this path. Mentally, things are spinning in my head. Let me just stop it. Let me stop those thoughts and redirect them in a different way. So not making shit happen. Because, and let me ask you this, are you one of those persons that feels like you have to make shit happen? And if you are, what has it been like for you? Because since there is a better way, I always ask people that like, so all the things you've gotten in your life and you've experienced and stuff, you always made shit happen. How did that work out for you? And you may say it worked out great, but I'm pretty sure if it all worked out in the end, It probably took a lot of struggle and a lot of hustle and you had to work your way to get there. And it was just so tough and so hard, but I just made it through. But the question is, why do we feel like we need to do that? Because our parents have taught us that we have to work hard and struggle and that it's going to be worth it in the end because society tells us that we have to struggle and hustle and make it to the end. It's all going to be worth it. Well, why can't we just be in flow and go through the journey and it all be worth it in the end? I think I like the second option better. But if you're one of those persons who's making shit happen and you feel like you got to work through it and struggle through it and hustle, because ultimately that's an ego problem. That makes you feel good knowing that you made it through the struggle on the other side, right? Well, for me, yeah, I'm glad if I had to struggle and I made it through, it does make me proud. But if there's a better way and I don't have to struggle, hell, I'll take that option. I don't want to be struggling and hustling and tired and woe down and broke down. I don't want to. And so if there's a better way, I'm going to take it. Now, this is something, the art of allowing, that does not happen overnight. Because although I have been into spiritual stuff for a while now, and I know all about the universal laws and attracting and manifesting, and I've manifested a lot of shit um, in my life already, but those thoughts and mindset things still come up and as long as you're alive and living on this earth they are going to come up it's like saying that you're never going to have any challenges in your life because you've overcome all of them uh no as long as you're alive and on this earth shit's still going to happen shit's going to come up and you're going to have to deal with it but the key is how you deal with it um and also so that you don't have to be in a negative space or situation for a long period of time Whereas before, before you learned all this mindset stuff and the universal laws, you probably had to deal with a certain situation for a long ass time before you came out on the other side. Weeks, months, years, 
I know people who've been in horrible relationships and they want to know why the shit ain't turned around yet. And they've been in it for years. And it's like, girl, when are you going to learn the lesson? But that's what you have me here for. I'm here to give you the lowdown, all the spiritual shit you need to know so that you don't have to keep going in circles, keep going through the same cycles. Like, let's learn the lessons so we can evolve and move forward because nobody wants to be in the same place they were two years ago, four years ago. Hell, last year, 2020, nobody wants to be in the same place they were. So in order to evolve and move forward, this is going to take some practice. So I'll use myself as an example. And because I know these things, I am a little better at shifting my energy a little bit quicker and my mindset when these limiting beliefs and thoughts and blocks come up. So since I quit my job in December of 2020, just last month, things have been interesting. And if you listen to my last episode, I think I talked about some of this, but things have just been kind of interesting. And I say interesting because it's, quote unquote, the new normal. So last year, 2020, we had started our started this pandemic and all the shit we have going on. So that's our new normal. So that was an adjustment. And then here I am, you know, quitting my job, which again, this was voluntary. They, I didn't get fired. They didn't lay me off. I decided to leave my job because it's not in alignment with my goals, my values, what my soul wants to do anymore. I'm just not happy with it anymore. And I know it's time to move on. So since I have quit, I've been home every day. I've been back and forth to my parents' house in South Carolina, and I pretty much make my schedule and do whatever the hell I want whenever I want, right? So it's been an adjustment. The good thing is that I do get to make my schedule. I usually don't get up till about 30, 10 o'clock in the morning before I, you know, get my morning meditation and my breakfast and I drink celery juice. That's a, another story we can talk about, celery juice, of why I drink it every morning, Um If you don't follow the medical medium, follow him. It's just at medical medium on Instagram. But he talks about why we should all incorporate celery juice into our life. But anyway, I digress. So I get up, do my morning meditations, pull my tarot cards or whatever I feel like, you know, doing for a spiritual practice that day. And then from that point on, I just kind of go with the flow, like recording this podcast. I'm actually recording this in the evening time instead of recording it during the day or on the weekends like I used to. Um making food for myself throughout the day, you know, or deciding like earlier today, I decided I wanted to go shopping and buy some new shoes. I went to go buy pillows because I need some new pillows, but I ended up buying some shoes too, because I need them. So that is the great part about it. I can literally just chill. I'm rested. I'm relaxed. I'm catching up on movies. And I also enjoy doing this because January or just the winter in general is like hibernation mode for me. That has been like my dream. My dream career job is to be able to plan my own time, to have the freedom to do whatever the hell I want when I want to, but to also be off during the winter season or during the holiday season. Like that has been a goal of mine. Like, I can't wait to work for myself because I want to be off during the winter because those that's the times when my energy is low. I want to sleep. I want to just, you know, eat comfy foods and drink hot tea and cocoa and watch movies and just chill. Like I want to be able to do that and not feel like I still got to be in hustle mode. So that's been the good part of it, right? So the part that comes in that's a little challenging or interesting when it comes to this art of allowing is the fact that, one, it's an adjustment because this is all new to me. Like, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, shit, what time is it? Am I supposed to be up? What am I supposed to be doing? Because for the last seven years, 
at this particular job and really the last however many years I've been working since I was 14 years old, I've always had to get up and do something, go to school, go to work. Like you got a job, you got shit you got to do, you got bills you got to pay. I've been doing that for a long ass time. So waking up and just being able to flow and do whatever, at first it's a little alarming when I start my day because I'm like, yo, people are out here busting their asses every day, going to work, going to jobs, paying bills, taking care of kids, running households. And here I am <laughs> laid up in the bed at 10 a.m. And I'm just kind of rolling out and doing whatever the fuck. Right. <laughs> so that is like already a little bit of guilt. Like, is this real? Am I allowed to do this? And how long is this going to last? Is this temporary or is this like how it's going to be like from now on? Now, granted, I don't think that I'll have this particular downtime because, like I said, I equate this to the winter season. Like this is my downtime where my energy's low and I just want to chill, whatever. That's okay. So when spring and summer come, best believe I'll probably have a whole lot of energy. I'll be out and about doing stuff. Hopefully we'll be able to travel more. Um, I'm going to be traveling anyway. I'm doing something because I'm tired of just sitting around doing nothing. I'll protect myself and do whatever I need to do. If I got to wear a mask, I'm going to Virginia this first weekend of February. So that's my first mini trip of 2021, which I'm excited about. And that trip, too, was um, a little bit of a download I got from Spirit to be like, you know what? You need to go. But anyway, I'll talk about that later. So that's been the interesting part is or the challenge for me is that this is new and I feel a little guilty for being able to be lazy and lay around when everybody else can't. Because whenever my friends and family ask me like, well, what did you, what do you do all day? Well, what are you doing today? Well, what time did you start your day? And I tell them, well, you know, I usually get up at about nine thirty, ten o'clock. Everybody always says, damn, that must be nice. <laughs> and instead of me saying no or feeling guilty, you know, in order to let's say, continue this path that I'm on or to be thankful or be grateful where I am now. I'm like, you know what? You're right. It is. It's freaking awesome. I love it. I love that I can get up whenever I want or not start my day until 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Sometimes I'm okay with that. Like I have to allow that. I have to let it be and be okay with that because the more I reject it, the quicker it's going to go away. So I have to allow that it's okay I have to tell myself this. It's okay, Regis, to lay in the bed because you don't have any obligations right now outside of, you know, your business and other things that you're doing, but you get to control that time. So it's okay. Allow it. So that's been the the first interesting part or challenging part for me is just like this shit is real. It's happening and it's okay for you to not be on somebody's clock and be on somebody's time schedule. Like you can make your time schedule. And even the times when I've tried to like get up early and I know I don't really want to, or my body is like, girl, you need to sleep in a little bit longer. Then those, those thoughts do come up. I do feel like a little guilty, like well, everybody else is up and they're getting ready for work. I should be doing it too. But I am honoring what my body and my mind needs. And lately it's been like, like I told my roommate, my office hours have been like 11 to four. Because by the time I get up, it's 1030, get my little breakfast and meditations, usually around 11 o'clock. And then around four o'clock is when I'm probably almost about to be tapped out from working on business stuff and doing chores and cooking. Sun goes down at 530. Hell, by then, I told y'all, I think I got sad, seasonal affective disorder and whatever they call the winter blues. I got that shit. Okay. 
when the sun goes down, <laughs> I'm like, my brain gets ready to shut off. I'm tapped off. It's time to get some food, uh, a beer, some wine, some tea, whatever I feel like having. Watch a movie, eat your dinner, chill, get your bath, get your shower, whatever, and lay in the bed and get ready to go to sleep and do it all over tomorrow. So those are my active hours right now, like 11 to 4. Mondays and Thursdays, my hours are like 2 to 7 because I like to leave some room for what I call, quote unquote, late hours. Because again, clients are working people. They need later hours after work. I get it because I was that person. So I'm glad that I can make that schedule. But I am learning to be aware of what my needs are and what works for me and to honor that. Like that has been an adjustment. So that's been the first interesting part is like getting used to that. The second part is because I don't have a quote unquote job and I have money that I'm living off of. And I somewhat manifested that, too, but that's another story. Um, But the fact is the amount that I manifested, actually. But the fact that I don't have a regular job, like sometimes I think, okay, at some point this is going to get old and this money's going to run out and I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. And I might have to go back and get a real job. Like, how do I, even though I know what the rules are and the laws and how to shift my vibration, I know all these things because I teach them. But again, I'm human too. These things come up in my mind. How am I going to manifest my next opportunity or my next way of making money or bringing in income like I start to question those things like okay because yeah you got your money right now and you're chilling and things are great but what if it gets down to the wire and you need some money or something comes up or something happens what are you gonna do like how are you gonna get in flow does this shit really work like this is my test I'm really testing myself to see like yo I've manifested a ton of shit when I had a full-time job because I'm like, well, I got the full-time job. I got a paycheck. So whatever else comes, it's just extra. It's just more. But the thing is to embrace that feeling. I listen to Abraham Hicks all the time. Um, I have one of their channels that I follow on YouTube. I have a morning meditation that I listen to from them all the time. But just listening to some of the audios that are on YouTube just kind of redirect my mindset like, okay, you know what? This is your test. You're about to see... Does this shit really work? But what they are saying is that you need to embody the feeling because the law of attraction and manifesting doesn't work unless you have a good feeling of well-being. So, for instance, when I start thinking about how am I going to get my next check or money or income, when I start going down that path, that's the opposite of what I want to attract. The worry, the fear, the stress. I don't want to attract that. And so if I continue to think that those things are going to continue to attract, not the fact that I want the money and I really desire it, but the opposite is going to happen. So when I notice myself doing that, I think of, okay, all the other times that I've manifested shit, money, things have come into my life that I wanted or attracted. It was because I had a good feeling. I felt good. I felt secure. I felt confident. Like I didn't feel like I was in lack or need mode, like I need the money right now because I had the full-time job. I was like, I'm good. So even though I don't have the full-time job or the steady paycheck of what I had before, my job is not to worry about 
how all that's going to happen. My job is to take my mind back to that place of where I felt secure and confident and like, well, I don't need the money. I want the money, but I'm good because I'm taken care of. I'm secure. All my bills are paid. I still have money to do fun shit and buy stuff that I want to do and get my nails in. So my job is to go back to that feeling. So I have to find a way to cultivate that feeling of feeling like I'm okay. Because when that feeling of panic and fear starts to come up, well, that's the opposite of what you want. That's not going to attract what it is you want. It's going to do the opposite. And I know that. And again, this takes practice because sometimes we start going down downhill as I say or going down the rabbit hole of oh my god well what if I can't pay this bill what if I can't pay that one what if I get kicked out of my apartment or or what if I have to do this you know all these things start to come up and then before I even get to that point I usually stop myself and go you know what it's okay you're good you're taken care of you've always been taken care of your bills always get paid on time Um, you're always supported you're confident you're secure what am I worried about? Nothing. I'm good. The money is coming. The money is coming. The money is coming. I have to tell myself that. And so this may be something that you are going to have to practice. It's it's going to take some time to rewire your mindset and rewire your brain. But and the part about allowing, let me just say this <laughs> and not making shit happen because I could go into panic mode. And that's usually when you try to make shit happen, right? I need the money. I got to pay this bill. I got to do this. I got to do that. That's when you start to panic. And that's when you think that you can make shit happen. And when you're not allowing. So for instance, if I've asked God to give me my next $10,000, right? I want to manifest $10,000 and actually $10,000 a month. That's what I want to manifest. So before I start feeling like well, how am I going to make this happen? Because sometimes, you know, we all do that because we're used to making shit happen. I started having those thoughts of like, well, how am I going to make this happen? How can I get to my next 10K a month? How can I, what can I do? How can I get more clients? Or how can I monetize this podcast? Or maybe I should get a part-time job or a PRN job. Or, you know, I start going through all these logical, analytical things and trying to map shit out and plan shit Whereas I know that when it comes to the law of attraction and manifesting, that's not my job. My job is not to figure out the how, but it's hard to not do that because we're so conditioned to do that. We're so conditioned to figure out the how and figuring out the how is the opposite of the art of allowing. Because the art of allowing is basically letting shit happen. How scary is that? It's scary for damn near the entire freaking world. It's scary for you to let go of the reins and just see what happens, right? It's like driving a car and you just take your hands off the steering wheel. And it's like, hmm, let's see where we're going to go. Now, don't take your hands off the steering wheel because this is totally different. This has to do with energy, (laughs) not driving a car. But this is just an example. Driving a car, you take your hands off the wheel and... If by some chance this was a real scenario, God, your angels, your spirit guides, universe is going to grab that steering wheel and drive you where you need to go. When people say Jesus take the wheel, y'all, that shit is real. Like, can you let go and let Jesus, God, universe, spirit take the wheel? Can you? 
it's hard because we're not used to that. We're used to being into control. We're used to knowing how things are going to work out, having a plan, mapping it out. And there's nothing wrong with having a plan because sometimes we, we need it. That's the masculine side. That's the structure. We need structure. That's how the world works, right? But we're talking about the art of allowing and manifesting and law of attraction, which is feminine. Feminine is always changing. It's up and down. It's like a wave. Um, one of the analogies I like to use that my coaches use, and I think I've also heard it from Abraham Hicks. Abraham Hicks is that the feminine is a river. The masculine are the riverbanks. So for us, feminine people, creative people or manifesting, letting things happen, that's the feminine. The river is always flowing, right? There's a current. But as that current or that river moves back and forth, it needs that structure to direct it. Which way is it going to go? So within those riverbanks, that river is going to flow and bounce off each bank. The banks are the structure, that masculine structure, because we need that water to stay in between those banks. I'll need you jumping all onto the outside and splashing me or jumping up and changing direction and you outside the bank now and flooding everything else. No, I don't need you doing it. I need you to stay in between these two riverbanks. You can flow as much as you want and bounce around in between the riverbank, but don't go outside the banks, right? So that's why we need the structure. That's the masculine part. But the feminine part, which a lot of us are not in touch with, and this is for men and for women, but mostly us women, we are more on the feminine side. If you're a feminine core essence person, that's what you identify as. If this is how you manifest and create, then this is what we need. The art of allowing is feminine. Like it's a bunch of shit going on that you don't know all the moving parts. You don't know what the plan is or the structure and you just got to let go, right? You got to be spontaneous. That's feminine. And that's what it is. It's letting go and being spontaneous. So in my mind, I know what I have to do is set the intention, ask for what I want, and then back off. That shit is hard. I'm going to tell you that right now. Now, because I'll say it's hard if you're not conditioned to doing that or it feels different or weird or, you know, not normal. Like this can't be right. How am I just going to set my intention put it out there, ask what I want, and then just do nothing, right? Because we're used to doing. We have been taught that in order to create something or for something to come, you have to do. And you will have to do something at some point to help bring your manifestation to life. But again, I always talk about how you want to take um, divine guidance or inspired action. You don't want to just be doing a bunch of shit. So like for me trying to create $10,000, okay, well, what can I do? I'm going to do this podcast and now I'm going to try to do this and I'm going to try to write an article for them and try to get paid. And I'm not doing all that because that's the opposite. That's trying to make shit happen instead of waiting for the sign or the guidance or the inspired action of what you should do next. Now, the other part is that is not focusing on it all the time. You know, how am I going to get this 10K? Okay, God, I'm waiting on an answer. I haven't gotten an answer yet. What do I need to do? What do I need to do? I haven't heard anything. Okay, well, it's been about 20 minutes. I still haven't heard anything. <laughs> what do I need to do? That's not how it's going to work. Because when you're doing that, you're creating the feeling of, I don't trust. I don't know if you're going to tell me. So I got to keep thinking about it. And I got to keep asking and asking and asking. We heard you the first time. This is probably what God and our angels are all saying. We heard you the first time. 
And we're going to bring it to you. But you have to fall back and let us do our part. Allow it. Allow us to tell you what we need you to know when we need you to know it. You got to fall back a little bit. So set your intention. Ask for what you want. Let go of the steering wheel. Jesus take the wheel. Let Jesus take the wheel. Do what he need to do. Because whatever you're asking for, whatever you desire, there's probably a lot of moving parts that you don't know about. And guess what? I don't even want to know about all the moving parts because if I think about it, it stresses me the hell out. I don't want to know about all the damn moving parts. Whatever you need to work out in the world or who you need to move around or shift or whatever they need to go through until they get to me and give me the opportunity. You go ahead and work that out. I'm just going to be sitting here and I'll be ready when you give me the divine guidance or the divine download of what it is I need to do. So that's your job, letting go of the how. That's how you allow by not making shit happen, by not doing all the things, right? Now, you're going to go on with your daily life. You have a routine. You have chores. There are things you need to get done because this is life. This is how we get by. This is what we do. This is how we live. You're going to have to continue to do that. But once you ask or whatever it is you want or desire, once you ask for it or set that intention, then go on about your normal day and do things that you enjoy. So one of the things I was listening to on Abraham Hicks, and I hear this all the time, I have to be reminded, is to do more of the things you enjoy and do less of the things you don't enjoy. So I'm not saying everything because you may not feel like cooking a meal, but if you got a family to feed, well, you better get your ass in that kitchen and cook a meal because y'all got to eat. But you got to look at the little things. Well, what can you do? to find some joy or some enjoyment in your day. Focus on those things. When your mind starts to go to the negative of why I got to do this and that and da, 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 da. And if it's something you really don't have to do, don't do it. Why are you doing it? Are you doing it because you feel obligated? Are you doing it because you feel guilty? If it's something small that you can let go or you don't have to do and it's not going to impact you in a big way, then don't do it. Like for me, getting up early in the morning. I keep telling myself, well, maybe I should get up earlier. Maybe I should get up earlier. Why? Who is it hurting? Who is it impacting? Where do you have to be? You're on your own time. So if you want to stay in the bed till 10 o'clock, you can do that. Because again, it's not a huge impact. And it's something that I enjoy. I like to sleep in or be lazy or just lay in bed. And sometimes I'm awake. I lay there and listen to meditations or read. Like I don't physically get out the bed until 1030, sometimes 11 if I feel like it. I'm up and awake, but that's what I want to do. So I like to do more of things I enjoy. If going for a walk is something you enjoy, go do it. Drinking tea, drinking coffee, go do it. Getting a massage, go do it. Taking a hot bath, go do it. Whatever it is, something small. Laying in the bed and just running your fingers through your hair or whatever. I don't know, holding on to your favorite pillow. I like to just lay in the bed and just take it all in like, This is my bed. It feels so good. My sheets are extra soft. They're Egyptian cotton. Like it doesn't get any better than this or does it? But what I'm doing is enjoying what I have now. I'm finding joy in the things I have now. Being grateful for what I have now. Because when you're able to do that, that's tapping into abundance. That's showing God in the universe that I'm already in a good vibration and I want to attract more of this good vibration. So you have to find a way to be in a good space or to have those high vibes. So if you think about something and it's stressing you out, then guess what? 
go to something more general. Well, you know what? It's not as bad as this. It could be worse. I always do that. And ultimately what this is, is being an optimist. I've pretty much been an optimist my whole entire life. I've never been the pessimist person or looking at the, you know, the glasses half empty instead of half full. I've always been that person. And the funny thing is, like, even as a kid, people would ask me, like, why are you so optimistic? You're over optimistic. You don't live in reality. I've had parents, friends, family. <laughs> like people are like, why is she so fucking optimistic? Like I just always has been. And I, maybe that's something that's just ingrained in me and in my spirit and in my soul that I know that I know where I came from. I know where I'm going. I know that I am a master creator and I'm here to do, you know, whatever I want to do here in this life and enjoy it while I'm on this earth. I know that I've always known that. So I've always looked at the brighter side of life when it comes to things. But now you got to learn how to do that. You got to learn how to be the optimist. Look at the small things if you have to. If it's something small in your day that you can find joy in, do it. Because those thoughts give off a vibration to the universe And that's what you're going to attract more of. So if you being the Debbie Downer or the negative Nancy, guess what? Your ass is going to continue to attract that, to attract that shit. You are. So not saying things aren't going to happen, but when they do, it's all about how you handle it. I remember, was it last year? I think it was last year. I was going to meet my friends for um, dinner. I just gotten off work and we're going to meet up. We're going to go get Mexican and margaritas. And then we're going to go ice skating because this is something we do every year. I haven't been ice skating yet this year, but hopefully I can get there before the rinks close. But I was on my way home. And so, you know, I'm getting in my car. I'm like telling my job, I got to go because, you know, I got shit to do. I'm going out with my friends, get in the car, start driving down the road. I only live seven miles from my job. So I'm like, I'll go home, change clothes. You know, y'all meet me at the house and then we're going to go get our margaritas and we're going ice skating. So I get to the exit before my exit on the highway. And what happens? I get a fucking flat tire. And I mean, it's one of those big boom noises. And I'm like, what in the hell? I know this ain't my car. That must have been the car next to me or something going on because this can't be me. Like I got somewhere to be. I got shit to do. And I'm on a time schedule here because we're meeting at 530. Right. And I got off work at 430. So no, sure enough, it's my tire, honey. I heard it. And I think I was on the phone with one of my friends and she goes, oh, what was that? And I go, yeah, let me call you back. I think it was my tire. (laughs) So I pull over and I'm like, you know what? This can't be happening right now. Really? So I start thinking all the things. I got a flat tire. Okay. I got somewhere to be. I'm going somewhere to have fun. And now this is going to put a damper on it. Am I going to be there on time? Okay. Well, now I got to get this tire fixed. Well, how much is that going to cost? I got to call the tow truck. I started going down the list. And then in the midst of all of that, I just stopped. I just stopped myself. I stopped myself and I went, you know what? This is when I say go more general. This is what Abraham Hicks says. Be more general. Start to change your vibration and look toward the lighter side of things or the brighter side or being the optimist. So I go, you know what? It could be worse. It could be freezing cold outside and I could be stuck on side of the road. I could have a cell phone that doesn't work or the battery did. Hmm. Well, let's see. I do play pay for AAA or roadside assistance. So let me call them. This is why I pay for that. This is the positive I'm looking at. Oh, well, you know what? I am only down the street from my apartment. One of my friends says she'll just come pick me up and we'll just leave the car and let it get towed and take care of it later because we're still going to do what? Go out, have our margaritas, 
have a good time, continue on as planned. Because this is just a little glitch in time. Like, we're not going to let this turn into something that it's not. What does they say? We're not going to let a molehill turn into a mound? However the shit it goes. But that's what I was thinking. I stopped myself right there in that moment. And I went, you know what? I am always taken care of. I am secure. Whatever the cost is, I'll figure it out. I'll find a way. God always takes care of me. My bills are always paid. Like things are always taken care of. My car, I'm thankful for my car. It's been taking care of me. Okay, we got a little flat tire. Moving on with life. We'll deal with that as it comes. And that's what I did. I left the car there on the side of the road. Tow truck man came and got it and took it to wherever I needed it to go. And I went on about my night. Went home, changed clothes. My family was in town. So they were there with my little baby niece. Saw them. And we went out and had our margaritas and went ice skating. We had a great freaking time. And I got my car back the next day after they fixed the tire. Called me, said everything was great. And guess what? It actually ended up being less than I thought it was going to cost. So you see how things can change, how it can turn around in an instance for you. It's all about your mindset, your vibration, what you're putting out there. And again, this is just life happens. You have to allow the flow to happen. You can't sit here and try to make it happen the way you want to happen. And in order to not do that, you got to change your mindset. You got to change your thoughts. You got to be more positive. You got to be more optimistic. And again, sometimes it's hard to change that because we're so used to going down the rabbit hole and going down to the negative shit like, oh, fuck, I got to deal with this. Why is my tire flat? I got to go here and I'm supposed to meet them and now I'm going to be late. Why do I need to do all that? Because at the end of the day, what is it going to change? I still got a flat tire. It still got to get fixed because I got to go to work. I need my car. And I still want to go out with my friends. So me huffing and fussing about it is not going to change anything. Let me just accept it. Let me just allow. Let me allow spirit, God, the universe to take care of me because they're going to take care of it. And I trust that they will. So this is what I mean by the art of allowing, like just letting go. As I said, Jesus, take the wheel, take your hands off the steering wheel. Don't worry about how it's going to get worked out. I didn't know exactly how my car needed to get fixed or how much it was going to cost, but I just allowed it. I said, you know what? That's fine. The tire's flat. It's gone. There is no patch up. You're going to have to get a whole new damn tire. <laughs> so what you going to do? It's okay. It's going to be taken care of one way or another. It's going to get fixed. And that's how I had to see things. But that was an instance where I remember specifically that happening to me and I had to just let go and just let it be. So that's part of the art of allowing is not being in control, not knowing all the hows, asking for what you want, setting your intention and letting go. Letting Jesus take the will, God take the will, spirit, universe, whoever you like to call them. That's the part of allowing. So if things aren't coming to you the way you want them to because you've been trying to make shit happen, why don't you try this route? Try try allowing, try letting go and see what happens. Now, the other thing is once you do let go, you can't put all these stipulations on it. You got to just let go and you got to be patient because it takes time. Things take time to work out. And again, I have to remind myself that like, where's my next income stream going to come from? Is it going to be multiple things? Is it going to be one thing specifically? What is it going to be? And then I stop myself and go, Regis, you asked for what you wanted. How are, why are you trying to figure out how it's all going to happen? Just chill. And so in order for me to take my mind off of it, guess what I do? 
I go do more of the things I enjoy. Go ride my bike, go watch a funny movie, turn on some Netflix, go do some yoga, uh, record this podcast, something I enjoy. Go spend time with my family, go play with my baby niece. You know, these are things that I enjoy. That's what I do, because guess what? Your mind's going to go down the rabbit hole at some point, but you got to figure out how can you stop it in its tracks. Stop the negative vibration, the negative self-talk. Just stop it. What can you do? Go do something you enjoy. And sometimes you have to go read a book. Keep your mind busy. Do something so that you don't go down that negative path. So you need to take some time for yourself and set those new intentions. Ask for what you want and let it go. And in order to get those divine downloads or that inspired action of what you should do next, sometimes you're going to have to take some time to yourself and be in quiet meditation, as I say. Now, meditation isn't for everybody. I get that because I'm not one of those persons that's going to just sit there in silence and not be thinking about things like quiet your mind. Don't think about anything. No, that's not really my jam. My jam is turning on my candles, getting my tea or my coffee, probably turning on some soft, quiet music or meditation music and just sitting there thinking. I let my thoughts go. I let them wander because when I do, all types of information comes to me and I'm like, oh, well, maybe I should do this. Well, maybe I should do that. Or I'm reminded of something that I was watching on TV and I go, you know what? Like, for instance, I'll give you an example of why I'm going to Virginia. This is so funny. I can't believe I'm about to tell you all this, <laughs> but I am manifesting my soulmate, right? And so I kept thinking, well, where can I meet my soulmate? Like, where is he going to be? Where do men hang out? Because I know that I need to somewhat put myself out there in order for him to find me. But I want to be intentional about it, right? I don't want to just be randomly going to the bar or going to a club or going to the grocery store all the time, hoping that I'm going to see. No, I need to be intentional about it. So I asked for what I wanted, which was, what do I need to do? Where do I need to go? So I started looking up things online and of course, traveling. I love to travel. I want my boo to be able to travel too. I want him to enjoy that. And I remember watching HGTV. It was um, some show about I won the lottery and now I want to buy my dream home or some shit, right? So everybody on there hasn't necessarily won the lottery, but they got some type of settlement or something, right? So I'm watching and this young couple's on there. They're in Virginia Beach and I have family in Virginia Beach. I know it's mostly military, you know, and I remember that watching that episode sparked in me. One of my coworkers, who's a little bit older than me, she's from Virginia. She said, where are all the men here? And she was like, we have a ton of men in Virginia. Y'all, this is something that she said to me six years ago. The lady doesn't even work with me anymore. But watching that episode, Virginia Beach, and thinking about, you know, me manifesting my soulmate, then that pops into my head of her saying, we have a ton of men in Virginia Beach. Oh, okay, cool. Never thought about it. Next morning, I get up and doing my meditation, writing in my journal, and I start thinking about it. You know, where I need to be, where, what I need to go, you know, tell me what I need to do. And that pops into my head, Virginia Beach. You saw the episode yesterday. You got reminded that your coworker said there's a ton of men in Virginia Beach. And then my roommate is going to Virginia next month because she wants to go for her birthday. She's getting a photo shoot done, all this other stuff. And she had been asking me, you know, do you think you want to go? It'll be a quick little getaway. We can just, you know, hang around the town, find places to eat, go to the spa, whatever, whatever, whatever. 
and I'm just not even thinking about the shit. Now, she's been planning this for a while and I'm just like, "Mm, I don't know if I want to go. I think I want to do something else, go somewhere else. Right. So in that moment, I'm sitting there in my quote unquote quiet meditation. And that comes to me like, bitch, she's going to Virginia Beach. You just saw Virginia Beach on TV and you just remembered that thought about your coworker saying Virginia Beach has a ton of fucking men. So here I am having this aha moment, y'all. And for me, things come in threes. That's how I know it's something that I need to do or whatever. Things always come in threes for me. And I always ask, okay, that's sign number one. I need two more signs. If I don't get two more signs, I'm not doing it. Then it's not a, you know, 100% yes for me. So that was the third sign for me. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I sent her a text. I said, hey, what dates are you going to Virginia again? She's like, why? You want to go? I sure do. I'm going. (laughs) Now. I am not going with the expectation that I have to meet my soulmate or I'm going to meet this great guy when I get there. But what I am doing is listening to divine guidance and taking inspired action. So that's what the inspired action part is. For me, it's coming some kind of sign. It's coming in threes. It's telling me like, look, this is where you need to go. This is what you need to do. I don't know if this is going to lead exactly to that. It may lead me to meet someone, to meet someone else, to meet someone else who leads me to my soulmate. But I have to trust the process and I have to trust that God in the universe knows what's best for me, knows what the hows are, and is going to lead me where I need to go. So this was a little bit of a long episode, a little bit of a rant for me. I rarely do long solo episodes, but I just really, really felt like this was on my heart and I needed to share with y'all the art of allowing what I'm going through personally Anything that I am sharing with you, it's because I have physically experienced it myself. I have gone through it or I am going through it. And I'm showing you that this is possible because I'm living and breathing and I'm doing it. So if I can do it, I know you can do it. So some of the resources I mentioned here, y'all, Abraham Hicks, which I always listen to. I've got a ton of books that I like to read from them. They have a series. Uh, I just told my sister that she should start uh, reading Asking It Is Given, which is a great book. If you don't know anything about Abraham Hicks, never heard of them because Abraham Hicks is actually a collective that Esther Hicks channels and they call themselves Abraham. Her last name is Hicks. So Esther Hicks channels Abraham and they're all about manifesting law of attraction. So anyway, the book is Ask and It Is Given. If this is your first time learning about the law of attraction or hearing about um, Abraham Hicks or you just want to read you know, train your mindset or you need something to refresh your brain. This is a good book to read. Um, and if you're not good at reading, they also have the audiobook. My sister's doing the audiobook and she's like, yo, this book is changing my fucking life. <laughs> I am getting my life from this audiobook. She like, I listen to it and I'm starting to apply it in my life and things are starting to open up for me already. So we're only in January of 2021, y'all. We got a lot of shit to manifest through the rest of this year. So take some time and um, dig into these resources. Do what I'm doing. If you need some help, if you need some assistance, enrollment is open to my one-on-one coaching program. It's called Destiny because I believe that we are all the creators of our own destiny. We can manifest anything we want to manifest. So if this is something that you are struggling with or you need help working on, guess what? 
we're going to get you together for 2021. So shoot me a message or a DM on Instagram at the Holistic Sojourner. Um, Also, you can go into the show notes to schedule a quick chat with me. If you want to talk to see if you think this is something that you want to do, if you want to work with me, or even if we're a good fit, then you can schedule a one-on-one consultation with me. We can chat and see you know, what we need to do to get you back on the right track, to set your vision, what you want to manifest for this year and just in your life in general, then you can schedule a call with me. Or like I said, just shoot me a message and let's chat. Let's see, what are you struggling with? What can I help you with? Um, Are you having trouble manifesting things? How do you manifest things in your life? Because every the way that everyone manifests is different. So what is your specific strategy? Do you know or do you need help figuring that out? So again, hit me up in the DM, um, schedule a call if you want to chat. I would love to talk to you. Send me an email, theholisticsojourner at gmail.com. And I hope this episode served you. And I hope that this is going to show you that in order to manifest and create the things you want, you are going to have to let it happen. You're going to have to allow it. And let it happen how it needs to happen, how universe and God is going to have it happen for you and not how you think it is and not try to make shit happen. Right. So let's have a great week and I will talk to you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to Spiritual Shit You Need to Know, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes, subscribe and leave me a five star review. Don't forget to sign up for your free Millennial Life Crisis Guide at bit.ly forward slash free crisis guide. And don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram for more spiritual inspo at spiritual shit podcasts.